You're listening to The Scope, a podcast dedicated to having open conversations about healthcare topics relevant to our patients and community. Today, we're talking about high blood pressure. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Paul Hackbarth, and I will be co-hosting The Scope podcast with Paige Heidman moving forward. I'm very excited to be here today. Our guest uh, today is Dr. Fawad Burke, um, an interventional cardiologist with the Phelps Health Medical Group. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Burke. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, we're so glad you could join us uh, here. So um, to kick us off, um, since this is your first time on our podcast, yeah. um, why don't you tell us and the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, as many of you now know that it's been almost a month I have joined Phelps Health as an interventional cardiologist. Um, I, um, I'm excited, obviously. We, I've just moved from Texas and with my family and my, my, my wife and my four-year-old. And as a profession, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm an interventional cardiologist and um, I'm also a general cardiologist. You uh, do uh, a bit of everything. That includes putting a stent in your heart and uh, check your pressures, blood pressures, and also check for heart failure and other common problems for the, for the heart. So I'm very excited uh, to be here and to serve this community. All right, awesome. So that's great. Well, once again, uh, we're glad you're here at Phelps Health, and uh, we're glad you're part of the cardiology team here. Um, so let's jump right into today's topic, um, high blood pressure, or sometimes it's called hypertension. Sure. Um, this is a topic, actually, I'm specifically interested to learn more about because I have high blood pressure, so I'm excited to learn uh, what we can uh, learn about this today. So so tell me, um, let's start exactly, what exactly is high blood pressure or hypertension? Yeah, so, you know, uh, this is a very common problem um, not in the United States, actually, um, all over the world. And uh, every year, the numbers are going up and up slowly. So basically, what is blood pressure? You know, you're, it is a pressure inside your arteries that is generated by the heart to keep their blood running around your body, okay? And there's always a certain pressure that is good to keep that blood running. But if that pressure is higher than normal, and if it stays higher, for a long period of time, then we eventually label that patient as hypertension or high blood pressure. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So, so are there different stages of blood pressure? Can you kind of talk a little bit about, um, about what are the different stages of blood pressure and what are those numbers associated with which? Yeah, so you know, recent guidelines in 2017, the, the, there are new uh, data that came out that they have changed the numbers uh, and definition of the high blood pressure. So there are different stages. Uh, which ACC, American College of Cardiology, and American Heart Association that came up with those numbers. So, the, you know, the normal blood pressure is less than 120 over 80, okay? And uh, once your blood pressure is more than that, is if your blood pressure is more than 120 over 80, that's called elevated blood pressure. That's the time usually when you start telling your patients that your blood pressure is probably going towards a little high, maybe we need to talk about your lifestyle modification. But once your blood pressure goes above 130, so 130 to 139, and lower pressure from 80 to 89, that's called stage one hypertension. And if your blood pressure goes above 140 over above 90, that's called stage two hypertension. So the more above, the, if you're in stage one, you probably uh, have to take either one pill or no pill or with lifestyle modification. If you're not able to control that, we can put them on the pill. But if you're in the stage two and above, Think we then that's the point we really have to be more aggressive to prevent any future heart attack stroke or heart failure or any uh, problem with the tear in your aorta 
Okay, so, well, so uh, I want to go back to something you said. You talked about um, systolic blood pressure. Mm -hmm. um, so um, when I when I see those numbers for high blood pressure, there's usually a high number and a low number. Mm -hmm. um, can, can I can you kind of explain to that? Um, I think there's like a what is, it's called a systolic and diastolic. Can you Correct. explain the difference between? Yeah, those? so systolic is what you call the upper number usually. So when your heart is pumping, and then that's the pressure you are generating when the heart is pumping. We call it the upper number is called systolic. And then when your heart is is relaxing, you still have to have some kind of pressure inside your heart arteries and uh, in your in, inside your uh, heart, and we call it diastolic when the heart is most relaxed. So systolic upper number, diastolic lower number when heart is compressing and when heart is relaxing. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Awesome. So, and then also, um, can a person's blood pressure kind of vary or change throughout the day? I mean, it's not always constant, is it? Yeah. Or so. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You know, it it varies from morning noon till evening and it, it it's a, it's a it's a rhythm that happens so it depends on the time of the day your blood pressure can be very you know you're working you are under stress yeah your blood <laughs> pressure is going to be high you wake up in the morning when you're more relaxed your blood pressure might be low and when you when you go back to sleep at night time in your healthy state if your arteries your heart is healthy your blood pressure is supposed to drop down so they, so this can vary according to the day according to your uh, you know stress environment and what are you doing you're sleeping you're doing some work you're drinking coffee and all that stuff so your blood pressure keeps changing throughout the day okay so that kind of makes sense when you change your um, yeah uh, or when you check your blood pressure it may vary yeah. throughout the day so okay so Alrighty. Um, so we were talking about high blood pressure. Is there things such as low blood pressure? Can your blood pressure be too low? Um, is, is that is that common? Is it not? Yeah. So it's not that much common to have somebody like uh, you know walking with a, a low blood pressure. But yes, there is a thing called low blood pressure, which is called hypotension. That usually you they define it as if your blood pressure is less than ninety systolic over less than. 90s uh, less than 60s diastolic they, they, you can call it as hypotension or low blood pressure but this is a relative definition because everybody is different some people do feel some symptoms because of the low blood pressure which we call it and some people just this is normal for them okay um, it's in young population young patients and you know, my blood pressure remains in 90s uh, over 60s so and I'm like walking doing my stuff so that could be the normal for someone but for some other people it can be uh, hypotension or low blood pressure and that can happen for a multiple reasons uh, you can have dehydration uh, is a common reason patients can have cardiac conditions can that can have low blood pressure we call it sometimes cardiogenic shock uh, if you have some infection going on in there and it gets goes into blood so that can those patients are obviously in the hospital in ICU level care but some people just, just walk around with that blood pressure and if you are not feeling anything there's nothing much to do lower is better yeah so that's great so it's, it sounds like it's very individualized yes um, it, it's not there's not a one-size-fits-all yes, for high absolutely. blood pressure so alrighty so let's cut let's talk a little bit about um, what are the some of the causes of high blood pressure what causes your blood pressure to go high? so there are you know multiple uh, things that can cause high blood pressure we call it uh, a primary hypertension or a secondary hypertension so primary means that we don't really know the cause that means there's a lot of factors including genetic factors, including environmental factors. That includes your diet, your exercise, your weight, 
um, where you're smoking, all these things that can contribute eventually the thickening and hardening of the blood vessels and then eventually you can have high blood pressures. Mm -hmm. Secondary hypertension is the one where there is some specific cause we try to find out. That could be uh, a lot of reasons actually. There are some tumors, there are some, uh, there are some endocrine problems, the thyroid problems. Uh, patients can have, uh, uh, high there can be a, a blockage inside the kidney arteries that can cause this. There may be some blockage in the big aorta that can cause this. So there are a lot of reasons when uh, 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 that can cause high blood pressure, which we usually call it secondary hypertension. Okay, so I didn't know about the difference. So yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting to know. So, alrighty. Um, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but can you talk a little bit about the risk factors that lead to high blood pressure? Um, what are the um, what are the more common risk factors yeah. for high blood pressure? So, uh, you know, there are certain risk factors that you cannot change. That includes your body genes. Yeah, You got it from your family. There are a lot of uh, polymorphic genes, they call it, that there's no single gene that you can identify uh, uh, that you inherit. So if you have a family history, then obviously you're, you have a risk for high blood pressure too. And unfortunately, you cannot change that. So that's one of the risk factors. But slowly, when you grow older, your heart arteries can get more stiffened and you can have slowly high blood pressure. Unfortunately, you can change that. You've no. got to age, okay? But there are certain modifiable risk factors that can actually help that, that are risk factors. And then as a clinician, we focus on those risk factors to reduce the, the happening of the blood pressure and to control that. That includes weight. If you're overweight, that's the biggest risk factors, especially if you have underlying sleep apnea. Um, patients can um, poor a diet. They are eating salt. Uh, and then again, the salt doesn't have to be the actual salt you're putting. It all, the, the, the canned food you get from, from any uh, place out there, or if you're eating a lot of food from outside the, fa the fast food, so that can raise your, um, obviously, blood pressure. If you're not eating enough vegetables, uh, low potassium diet, that can cause actually high blood pressure. Um, if you're smoking, that's also a, a biggest uh, problem that can eventually cause heart problems and including um, high blood pressure. Um, if you're not doing enough exercise, you're not giving, you're not conditioning your body to that, so that can eventually lead your weight gain and eventually one of the risk factors that can actually cause um, high blood pressure. So a lot of stuff uh, you, you gotta watch um, in those patients, especially if you have diabetes on top of that, mm -hmm. and if you have a kidney problem. So if your kidneys are not working fine, you you, you might have a blood pressure problem on top of that too. Okay, so so it sounds like it can lead to a lot of different health issues. Oh, yes. So um, that's uh, yeah, that's not very good. So, alrighty. When we talk about high blood pressure, are there any symptoms um, that uh, people might have if they have high blood pressure? And if so, what would those be? Yeah, that, that's a good question. You know, sometimes it's is I, I hate to use that word. It's called like silent killer. You know, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Um, sometimes you don't even know, and okay. eventually one day. Uh, I have a lot of patients, they, you know, they went to the Walmart and they just randomly, they check their blood pressure or they went to some county fair and they were checking health and they, they just found it incidentally or they went to their primary care doctor just for a regular visit and they noticed that the blood pressure is high and patients don't, don't have any symptoms. As compared to if your blood pressure remains too high for a long time, then patients start feeling symptoms. If it's too high, that I'm talking about more than 180 or 200, and some people actually live on that blood pressure too. They can have headaches, start going headaches. They can have a visual problems. 
they can see some floaters on their eyes. Patients eventually starts having chest pain or shortness of breath because it's putting a lot of stress on your heart and your heart actually tells you that, hey, there's something going on wrong and your blood pressure is probably too high that's causing this. Sometimes they eventually, uh, they can have a swelling in their legs um, on top of it, that too. And if there's any, as I mentioned, if there's any secondary hypertension, that if there's any uh, thyroid problem, you can have a lot of other problems on top of that too that can lead to uh, high blood pressure. So it depends on what's the cause. But most of the time, the primary hypertension is you, you don't have any symptoms. So they, that's, that's where the important part is that you have to have your regular visits especially when you're getting older, above age 35 especially, and if you have a family history especially, have your uh, follow-up with your primary care doctors um, so that they can yearly regular exam and they, that's how they sometimes they catch your, uh, that your blood pre pressure has been high. So definitely there's something to keep an eye on it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I know, I know sometimes when I go to the doctor, um, my blood pressure will be end up yeah. being high and yeah. they'll ask like is everything okay do you and I said you know for the most part I feel fine you yeah. know I don't really notice that so um, yeah it's, it's, it can be a, a little different like yeah. that so but yeah, yeah. okay um, you talked a little about this earlier but can we go back and talk a little bit about more um, what happens to your body during high blood pressure what are the things going on inside maybe your heart your cir circulatory yeah. system so uh, when your pressure is is too high within the system it's just like you know if you ask some plumber, he will tell you that all those uh, plumbing pipes and in, in winters you have burst of the pipe, mm -hmm. right? This is the same, you have all those blood vessels, these are pipe, and your heart is actually pumping that blood into that, those pipes, which are blood vessels. So if you have a constantly elevated blood pressure, it eventually starts affecting, number one, your heart, okay? You start developing um, congestive heart failure. Okay, and then start the heart getting stiffer because heart, heart has to push a lot of blood against a lot of pressure above there. So eventually you're gonna have heart problems. In your arteries, um, if you don't take care of the blood pressure, we call it aortic dissection, um, you can have a tear inside of your big aorta. Mm. Um, if your blood pressure keeps remains high, then you people can have a stroke or they can have a hemorrhage mm. um, in, in the brain. Um, uh, kidney problems. You can end up with a kidney failure with that. Patients end up on the dialysis uh, if they have uh, uncontrolled high blood pressure for a long time, and especially on top of the, on top of the diabetes. Um, so these are the things that actually blood pressure slowly over the years then affect, eventually affect your body organs, and then you end up with a kidney failure or heart failure or a stroke or aortic dissection, um, and you know a lot of uh, problems down the road. Okay, so that, it just goes back to the importance of making sure of maintaining your blood Absolutely. pressure, watching that, uh, and getting that checked on a regular basis. So um, it can lead to a lot of different problems. So, alrighty. Um, so um, I also want to talk a little about um, what is the difference between um, so blood pressure is the thing that they check with your the cuff and the arm mm -hmm. cuff, um, but then people also talk about maybe your pulse or heart rate. Um, are those things similar, the same, or are they different? Can you kind no, of explain a little bit? They, they are different things, you know. They, so heart rate or pulse is, is, the, is the thing, how many times in a minute your heart is beating, okay? So if, you're, if we call it heart rate or pulse rate. And that's when your heart beats, that the pressure it generates, it's a blood pressure, okay? So these are two different entities, these are two different things. Pulse is the, is, is the beating of the heart in a minute we calculate, uh, which normally people have is from 60 to 100 uh, beats per minute. 
and and the blood pressure is obviously a pressure inside your arteries that is generated by your heart. Okay. Is there any correlation or um, connection between the two? No, not something? not really. You're if you're if you have a high heart rate, if you have a low heart rate, um, there can be a correlation. Okay. Yes, because there's a way. Because when your heart is beating, that's how it generates it generates your blood pressure though. But if you have a fast heartbeat, that does not mean that you're you're gonna have a high blood pressure too. Okay. All right. So that's good to know. So alrighty. Um, so uh, we talked about the importance of checking your blood pressure. Um, how can I do that? Um, um, we talked about at the doctor's office um, or maybe at the pharmacy mm -hmm. or at, uh, at home. Uh, what are different options uh, people can do to check their blood pressure? Yeah, control? if somebody is obviously if we are trying to diagnose the high blood pressure or if somebody is already diagnosed and we're trying to manage the blood pressure, we always tell the patients that you got to check your pressure. So. Uh, obviously, when you come to your primary care clinic or your cardiologist clinic, uh, they're going to check your pressure. That's one way you're going to find out. The other way is obviously uh, if, if, if uh, patients can afford and if they can get is a home blood pressure monitoring machines. There are certain different machines in the market they can actually use it, which are some of them are validated by FDA. So you can use those. And obviously, if, if, if you're outside, if you, if you cannot afford or if you can, don't have a machine, there's a lot of ways if you you know go to Walmart there's a freeway it's a CVS and and Walgreens they actually uh, give you a good screening and you can have a free blood pressure um, check um, so there are different ways you oh, can, you can yeah, so keep an eye on your blood pressure yeah I know like I said um, when I was talking with my doctor about my high blood pressure he recommended just getting one at home and yeah uh, and checking that um, and also um, um, I, I think can you talk a little about the importance of checking it kind of at the same time each day because I, I remember my doctor kind of talking yes about that, yes so. that's important so we usually tell them to check pressure same time when they're checking every day and then if you're checking twice a day uh, uh, usually uh, in the early morning before uh, you know you're going to work or taking your breakfast so that's the really a good time when you're not under stress you you have a good night's sleep and that's the right time to uh, check your pressure and in the evening when you're going to the bed if, especially if you if you have, if your doctor is changing your medications he would like to know about these upper and lower numbers especially in the morning and the evening and it's important that you check almost every same time of the day and it's it's another important the same note is that you need to know how to check that pressure number one your cough size should be appropriate it should be 80 percent of it should cover your 80 percent of your um, arm on the left side and you should be sitting straight on your chair you should not be uh, leaning backward and forward and your your foot both feet should not be uh, tangled around they should be relaxed like this exactly so when you're sitting like this give yourself five minutes before you check in when you're sitting like this and then start checking your pressures okay and take two readings and you always take the average of the whole readings after that so it's very important for even uh, if you're checking at home or even if that doctor's office this is really usually the recommended way that um, you usually check it because I have some patients you know they're just running for the, getting late for the clinic visit and they're like running over so I usually tell try to tell my staff that give them some little bit of time because that's that's the natural response of the body when you're trying to run your body needs more oxygen and your pressures and your heart rate can go up right that, that makes a lot of sense awesome okay um, so uh, what are some treatment options um, if somebody is diagnosed with high blood pressure what are some treatment options for those yeah. uh, patients? first of all I always start with lifestyle modification okay so what is lifestyle modification so it is it includes a lot of stuff you know once you're diagnosed with high blood pressure 
your lifestyle, your life should be changed as compared to what you are living right now. Number one, uh, you should be very active, okay? You should be doing exercise. If it's aerobic exercise, you're going outside or to the gym at least 30 minutes a day for five days in the week. You should be very active. If you're overweight, you gotta lose your weight, okay? Diet, diet is the most important part of it in there. So uh, as I mentioned, Mediterranean diet, that includes a lot of uh, 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 you know, vegetables, fish, um, uh, legumes and beans, all that stuff that actually um, uh, diet which has high potassium in it, uh, that includes uh, 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 your oranges that you eat and bananas that can have it, um, and low fat diet, okay? So we call it like a, a DASH dash diet, dietary supplement to reduce the blood pressure. So or Mediterranean diet. So your diet has to be improved because if you keep taking that extra salt on top of that and low potassium diet, then that's gonna be a problem with that. If you're a smoker, you're gonna think about that. You're gonna uh, stop smoking um, with that. And after these lifestyle modification, the next step then, then it comes with the medication. There are a lot of medications in the market. They've been there for many years. You can weigh, every, every patient is different depending upon what kind of other medical problems they have. So we can pick up from those medications and um, start treating them with the medications. Um, if they have a high cholesterol, we need to treat that high cholesterol too. So um, it totally depends which stage of the hypertension you are. If you have elevated blood pressure, which means that more than 120 systolic but less than 130, you might not need a medication. This is the right time to tell that patient that now this is the right time you need to watch your diet and exercise because if you touch the stage one, then we might have to get more aggressive. And of course, nobody wants to take medications. So it's the right time to scare your patients and tell them, hey, if you, I'm gonna put you on a lot of medications then if you're, and then medications is something, especially if you're young, and I know that and probably you know that too, taking the young patients especially is not really good <laughs> taking meds. So uh, that's something depending upon that stage, you can pick up uh, your medications and what medications are you gonna uh, use. And obviously you keep gonna keep follow with that. And if you have a secondary hypertension, that is uh, because of the thyroid, because of some tumor, because of some blockage in the major aorta, then you have to obviously treat those conditions too on top of those other medications. And especially patients with the chronic kidney disease and those who are on dialysis, they are always at, at risk. Okay, yeah, I understand that, so, okay. Alrighty, well to wrap this up, um, when should uh, maybe uh, somebody talk to their doctor about high blood pressure? Um, can you talk a little about, about that? Yeah, so? I think every time. Okay. Whenever you are going for your annual screening exam, and that's where the important part of the screening is. The word screening does exactly means that you gotta go for, to your doctor, primary care doctor, and get screened for all these uh, conditions, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, for your diabetes, and especially at certain ages, if, if it's you're above 30, 35. So every visit, they should focus on your blood pressure and see to check your blood pressure in the clinic. If your blood pressure is normal and every year it keeps coming back normal, absolutely fine. Um, and if you have a strong family history, then obviously you have to be more vigilant with that. So. I would like to tell my patient that every time you see any provider, um, they, they check your blood pressure. That this is the right time to actually check it because if some healthcare provider is able to see your numbers and give you more guidance that um, if it's persistent or not persistent. 
Right. Yeah. So well, and as we said, there's not always symptoms. So yeah. It's, it's, exactly. It's it's, 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 it's a screening. You gotta catch it. Right. Yeah. Making sure you're checking that regularly. So. Alrighty. So, well, uh, Dr. Burke, thanks again for uh, coming on the podcast with us and uh, talking about high blood pressure. Um, I I know I learned a lot today. Thanks for tuning into the scope. Uh, if you liked our show and want to know more, check out selfhealth.org. <laughs>